episode 72 of the All the Books Show. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. We're the official podcast of the David A. L. Public Library. Oh, it's, this is maybe the longest we've ever gone in between recording. Is it? It's almost two weeks. That's true. Two full we weeks. We prepared so much, yeah. We it's used crazy. to record, like, mess with our schedule. Yeah. Our personal schedule. Our to personal record, lives, like, yeah. the day. Yep. But, no. This time we're like, forget it. We're only a day behind. That's true. That's Sorry, right. everybody. No, that, that's all right. Some people probably don't even listen until Friday. That's that They're unaffected. Be. Yeah. By the time change. Yeah. Or maybe they're just, uh, they're just waiting for it to air on the Angelica radio station. That's true. Wednesdays at 9. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. boy. We're recording this on Tuesday. Tune they in, are dude. not happy with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> They've been panicking. <laughs> so. Uh, welcome back. Yeah. Hey, new listeners. New listeners of 2017. Yeah. We talk about book news, sure. author news, and literary events. Yeah. Only here. I mean, other places. This is your one-stop shop. Yeah. I used, used to try to say that. used to say that every time. But I couldn't say it right. No, you were like, you're one-chop shop. Yeah. No, we're not... <laughs> We're not selling and boosting yeah, cars. Yeah. We're different. All these books have been torn to pieces and resold as new books. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. That is that would be a great podcast, I think. Why are they in a submarine all Backup of a sudden? Podcast. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Those are past. We already said that. So. Yeah, I know, I'm just saying. All right. Well then happy the fir- birthday. First pot Thanks, buddy. That's tomorrow. It is too. It's Wednesday. So, yeah. Do you want to celebrate your birthday on the yeah. podcast now? Or next week. We, we don't have to celebrate my birthday. You, you've acknowledged it, and I thank you for that. All right. Yeah. Are you sure? That's all. Yeah. Should, should we sing? Unless Ben Lehman is in that no, closet waiting not. to come out. And, no. Oh, okay. All right. So, no, I guess we'll continue on. Okay. Uh, what have you been reading? We had a long gap. I hope, I hope you uh, made good. I, I, see some, I see you finally finished that Springsteen book. Don't. Spoilers. Sorry. Gosh. You started this year. A real tool. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, can I tell you one thing, though? Yeah. Uh, well, first, I wanted to ask you if you have any... 2017 resolutions you want to share with the listeners no not really really yeah are there personal resolutions i don't have any resolutions yeah well so. there's a few you could probably use what i said there's a few oh that you could use oh okay being nice yeah hmm? being nice oh well, okay. <laughs> maybe listening right. for once yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. anyway all right i was just wondering Do, how about you yeah i've got some uh i've decided to find a catchphrase really year. yeah we're all going to enjoy that journey together, yeah. I think. You trying out different Every things. Every year, yeah. yeah. I've actually, I've got, I've got a list here. Have you written them down? Yeah. Well, some catchphrases, I think. Are, no, I'm, I'm going to use them in this podcast oh. organically. Okay. But you'll know. Yeah. I thought about having a drum snare ready, yeah. but I think, I think they're pretty good. Cool. So at the end, you can tell me which one okay. I yeah, should I have. Italian, so and it's going to be the one I use for the rest of the year. The best. Wow, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing at the end of that conversation warranted one of these catchphrases, though. Oh, that's that was, all, right. Yeah, all right. What if you tell us what you've been reading? In our bookmark segment. All right. Uh, you're right. I did finish that Bruce Springsteen book. Congratulations. Thanks, man. I, between you and me and our listeners, I thought this day would never come. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good. good. I, I just sat down and was like, I'm finishing it today. Yeah. I was in Florida. Sometimes you got to. Yeah. So I, I liked it. I wish he spends a lot of time in the earlier. It's kind of like life. Wow. In that the early chapters this is getting deep. The early Wait, chapters is it's kind of like life. One of your catchphrases. Oh, that's a no. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I could have used my catchphrase right there to tell you that. Darn it. Darn it. Anyway, um, it's kind of like life, maybe. Mm-hmm, yeah. In that uh, the early chapters about his early childhood and life and everything, they like go on for a while. It all kind of seems to, like spend a lot of time in childhood and. Dwindle, I don't know what the word is for that, but it just it goes on. It feels mm-hmm. it feels long, and even when he's a teenager and stuff. But the older like too long, like the first part drags. Would you say no? It doesn't drag. It just 
You describe it's not it in a hurry. Dragging, but okay. It's not in a hurry. Like right. when you're a kid, and the days just seem to go on like forever. Yeah, and but then as he like as he gets older, the chapters seem to get shorter. He spends less time describing stuff. More time running to the bathroom. I maybe because he's older. Yeah, sure. Uh, and he doesn't he doesn't spend as much time on his newer albums. No. And I was kind of bummed. Actually, he talks about the Rising album. Yeah. Um, which is the like album that, that got me into him. Yeah, but he—that's my second Springsteen only album. Only al- song he doesn't talk about in that little like recap is "Lonesome Day," mm-hmm. which is the first song on the album, which is the first song I listened to, huh. which got me into the CD. I was like, whatever. Wow. So yeah, he, the newer CD saving something for the sequel. Yeah, there you go. Dig in. So, um, but it's good. I suggested it to anybody interested in Springsteen or music history. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I read some comics. I don't want to get into them all. Well, let me read... know. What? What are they? I read Star Wars Shattered Empire. Yeah. I read Saga, uh, what is this, five and six? Okay. Yeah, five and, and six. Brian Cave on. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. It looks like, yeah, five and six. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> I read that. Flash of the New 52. I read Ugh, pass. Irredeemable. Uh, oh, three volumes that? of Irredeemable. It's fine. Yeah. I like it. It's, okay. I think when it first came out, it might have been like, whoa, what a creative story. And now I'm like, yeah, I've. I've kind of seen this. Okay. Kind of been here before. Did you like Star Wars Shattered Empire? That's in our new, that's part of our collection here. No, not really. No? I did like the C-3PO story about how he got his red arm. I know. It was, it was very great, sad. I know. It was really so, sad. Stupid robots. We do have this here. I, I liked how it brought in elements from all three of the trilogy, or, you know, all three of the trilogies. Yeah. But you're right that it didn't, like, really fill much in. Yeah. It was just kind of like, so here's some stuff that happened, and it yeah. involved these people. Yeah. Poe Dameron's Moms. Kids. Yeah. Uh, I said kids. I mean, you his did. parents. I know. Uh, Indy. A Story of the Apache Wars. I read that by Ethan Hawke. Ah, I like that. That was pretty good. Yeah. I wish the art was a little bit, I don't know, more. Yeah, it's very simplistic. Yeah. I like, I read his book, uh, The Hottest State. That yeah. was good. I randomly watched two Ethan Hawke movies over the break. Magnificent I watched Seven. Magnificent Seven and Maggie's Plan. I think that's more Denzel Washington's movie than it is Ethan yeah. Hawke's movie. Yeah. He has a pretty good role Still, in it, though. I mean, they accidentally watched two Ethan Hawke movies yeah. back to back like that. Yeah. Maggie's Plan was really good, kind of an indie. Okay. Yeah, to it. It's really the big. guy who directed uh, Magnificent Seven, I'm pretty sure he's the that one. That was surprisingly strong, I thought. I really liked Magnificent yeah. Seven. I thought I remembered you not liking it when it came out. I did out. like it. Oh, okay. I didn't like the people in the theater with me because they kept talking. Oh, okay. Um, the guy who directed that directed Training Day mm-hmm. with Denzel Washington, okay. Ethan Hawke. I read Batman Volume 6 with the New 52, which is a collection of stories that didn't fit into the bigger stories. Okay. And then I read The Novice by Taryn oh. Matharu. It's a YA book. You've been it is a YA a book while, about a. Boy who finds a demon summoning book and Ooh. summons a demon and goes off to school to become a demon summoner. summoner. No, just a summoner. They just call it summoner. <laughs> um, uh, I was just kidding, but it was accurate. But it, it was fine. It was kind of like Harry Potter meets Pokemon. Sold. Yeah, yes. no kidding. You just sold but for I mean, Not me personally. But. Um, I like the world building. The characterization was a little light for me. Mm. It strikes me as something that, like, if you have somebody who's read The Ranger's Apprentice and now they're older... Or, you know, just like, I need something else. I need something more serious than The Ranger's Apprentice. Give okay. him, give him uh, The Novice, book one of the Summoner series. It strikes me as an easy transition. Okay. And then I'm reading The Phoenix, Legend of the Five Rings Clan War, book four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody, he uh, at the beginning of the book, he read a scroll he shouldn't read, and now he's possessed by a dark spirit. So the Phoenix, which are the magic clan of Rokugan. Your reading's, uh, I gotta say, slightly demon-heavy lately. Huh. So, whatever that means. Yeah. Well, I'm also reading The Demon. Was Springsteen a demon? No. Well, a demon of rock. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Sure, why not? <laughs> All right. Speed demon? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just, def- like, I just instantly said no. I didn't even think about yeah. it. Yeah. So. A lot of different things. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. Man, I gotta start using some of these catchphrases that if I'm like gonna make it to the end of the podcast. It seems like you did quite a bit of Christmas. I had reading, so Christmas many comic readings. books to read, and I haven't even gotten like halfway through. Tip of the iceberg, maybe, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. that's a good one. Yeah. That could be your catchphrase. Yeah. Darn it, it could be. Well, it's kind of like life, you know. Darn it! <laughs> <laughs> this is your year. I know. I know. Well, uh, let me tell you what I've been reading. You're supposed to ask me, and then I say, yeah. "Well, Eric." It looks like most of my catchphrases. Go ahead and ask. You're gonna have to like ask me a question, but it has to be a question about you couldn't. Okay, yeah. well you understand that that's not that doesn't make for a good catchphrase if it requires a very specific code. Ha! Try telling that to Bob Dylan. Huh. <laughs> okay, that was one. All right. Well, did you hear it? Hey, you asked me. How? What about you? What have you been reading? Hey, man, what have you been reading? Oh well. Yeah, uh, yeah I read quite a few things. I read a couple of graphics right. too. Some you might be interested. Okay, Some hold, you definitely won't be on. interested. I'm marking. In, so. uh, try telling that to Bob Dylan. Uh, soft maybe for 2017. I think it's a no. Soft. I think it's a no. Soft no. Uh, <laughs> let me let me do. I'll get the graphics first. All right, okay. we'll talk about those. I read Paper Girls Volume Two. So we, I want we that. Both did some Brian K. Vaughn reading. Yeah. Over the break, uh, Paper Girls follow up to the hugely popular Paper Girls Volume One. Yeah, sure. Ago. Makes sense. Uh, good 80s humor, time travel story, uh, just a, a weird atypical series. That yeah. We have both volumes in the collection, so I would recommend those. I think they're good. Volume 8 of the ongoing Star Trek series, another good one. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Had some fun cameos in it. Uh, I read Wolverine Old Man Logan. Yeah. The initial, uh, the standalone I know. miniseries. Oh, you have to tell it for our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it works. Sorry, podcasts. Yeah. yeah, so this is, uh, this is, well, you can describe it. You know all about it. Uh, the Marvel Universe kind of collapsed upon itself yeah. and created this planet where all the realities were hanging out together. Yeah. That includes the old man Logan reality. Yeah. So it's Wolverine who... This is not what I wanted you to explain. I wanted you to explain Old Man Logan, the original series, what it's about. Oh! Yeah. Okay, so Old Man Logan is just a future kind of Elseworlds story where Wolverine accidentally killed all the X-Men Yeah. because Mysterio, a Spider-Man villain, convinced yeah. him that the X-Men were bad guys. Yeah. doesn't make any sense yeah. if you really think about it. Right. But, so, and now he's all sad, and the Marvel Universe kind of sucks to live in. Yeah. And so it's basically Unforgiven in a post-apocalyptic Marvel Universe. Starring Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the initial miniseries is just so, I mean, it's like a Nick Cage movie. It is so... Over the top and huge. And I didn't big. like. Yeah, you you compared it to a Nick Cage thing on Goodreads or Facebook, and I was like, that doesn't make any. Because like you said, Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. Totally like Ghost Rider. No, it's not Bonkers enough. Are you kidding me? Ghost Rider. Oh, you don't think Ghost Rider? No, Ghost Rider's like, oh okay. no, I've turned into a skull. Well, Better have a '90s it's, adventure. It's just. The story is just so big and splashy and crazy and violent that you just have to like accept it and go with it. You know, but if you can, it's pretty fun. So I read that. And Nick then Cage's I read... Ghost Rider. That's what you would say. <sighs> then I read Volume Zero of the new ongoing series, right. Wolverine, Old Man Logan: Colon uh, War Zones. Yeah, that's that was what pretty I was good. To and it actually does pick up right where the miniseries leaves off. Nice. So it picks up right from there. I'm I'm kind of excited about this series. It's not my typical thing, but I like yeah. it. So we have a couple of volumes of that, and it's an ongoing series. So it's I think it's one uh, we'll continue to follow. Our initial uh, Wolverine Old Man Logan trade uh, that we have in the new books has been very popular. Okay. Had a lot of checkouts. So um, I think the ongoing series will be equally popular. And should that remain true, we'll <laughs> stick with it. All right. Well, that's nice. What else you got? 
Uh, that, well, that was I read uh, Action Comics Volume Five: What Lies Beneath, New Fifty Two Superman. Guess what? It was crap. <laughs> Sorry, man. It That's was. Right. Uh, right. Oh, here's here's one that I thought you'd like. Low though. reaction. Daredevil: Back in Black, Volume One, Chinatown. Back I read in that. Black. Have you read this series yet? No, I'm not there yet. Pretty good. Thanks, man. I, I like. I don't know that I will follow it, but it was a fine like one volume to read. Uh, as for book books, I read CSI Miami colon Misgivings. Book books. First CSI Miami book I've ever read. Right. It was fun. A little okay. too long. Corny, like the TV show. <laughs> Good, like, over the holidays, sitting around, picking up, reading a chapter here and there kind of a book. So mm. that was fun. I wouldn't say rush right out and get it. What I would say rush right out and get is Wishful Drinking by Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. So we can take forever. I know. We can take a moment to be sad about the loss of Carrie Fisher Jeez. and then Debbie Reynolds back to back. That was heartbreaking, yeah, wasn't man. it? Just, I, I mean, it was about. upsetting enough with Carrie Fisher. And then I was yeah. at a birthday party the next day, and we decided to watch When Harry Met Sally mm-hmm. because of Carrie Fisher. Right. And then while we were reading that, we read about Debbie Reynolds, and we were just so sad, Yeah, you know? So yeah. I did a display of Carrie Fisher's books, and the next day I added Debbie Reynolds' books, and mm-hmm. those have been popular. But I've, I said it online that, uh, to my many fans, no, just like yeah. friends and family I'm on Facebook, that this was a year where we could say, like, who are the five celebrities you're going to miss the most? Yeah. And everyone would have a different answer different. and everyone would be right. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty sad. brutal. So, anyway, Wishful Drinking uh, is a it's it's a memoir. It's based on a stage play she did and there's also HBO did a filmed version of it. It is just so well written. It's really like it just seems off the cuff. It's very conversational, but mm. it all stays cohesive and logical and it follows a a good path sometimes those books that are so conversational are so like look how witty i am Mm -hmm. they just go off the rails and this never did so i was really impressed would you say it stayed on target yes i would from the star wars films yeah um (laughs) it's a quick read it's it's under 200 pages you'll knock it out in a couple hours definitely worth it if you're a carrie fisher fan i would uh i would check that out Uh, we have a lot of her other ones our copy of the princess uh diarist has not arrived yet. Oh, okay. It is on order. It's new, yeah. Yeah, so that that's coming out. Now, that is um, based on diaries she kept while filming yeah. Star Wars. That's how so. we found out about Harrison Ford. And the her. Harrison Ford Affair, certainly. Yeah. That, that would have also been a good title. Yeah. The Harrison, the Harrison Ford, Ford, Affair. Ford Affair. Yeah, yeah. I'd read it. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite Carrie Fisher film? Star Wars? Star you're, Wars. You're going to go Star yeah. Wars? Okay. Hey, uh, so this is Carrie. This yeah, is Princess new. Leia. That's new on your desk right here. Yeah. Which one is this? Is this Princess Leia? Because it looks like Padme. That's Ray. Oh. From, I from thought Ray was over here. That's Deanna Troy. And do we have to talk about no, the you nerdy things moved, on my desk? You must have moved. Yeah, I made a Star Wars and a Star Trek section. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a new General Leia pop figure for my desk over the weekend. I had to dig through about two hundred boxes at Fye, but I found her. And then as I was leaving. There were two on a Star Wars display right at the door. So nice. I wasted a lot of my time, but I got it. Um, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is great. I love her in When Harry Met Sally. I love her in The Blues Brothers. She's crazy in The Blues Brothers. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Well, she's very funny. Sorry, man. That's all right. She's deranged. She's funny. Uh, so she's, she's got quite a few novels. Uh, uh, your postcards. mic's a little... Here, you keep talking. I'm going to move your mic. Postcards from The Edge. Yeah. Another... Uh, popular fiction of hers i picked up a copy of that a few years ago i haven't read it yet but i want to okay especially after i read wishful drinking because it was just so well i have her next uh where did i put it you got her action figure up there yeah i do have that yeah counselor we've already, we've already posted senator 
That's from that's from Force Awakens. Okay. Well, yeah. it's just this is from Force Awakens. Too. Yeah, that's when she's in like action mode. That's like in the end when she's all like princessed. Um, Shockaholic is her next memoir, okay. which I have checked out <laughs> and I haven't read it yet, but I plan to because I liked the other one so all so right. well. Anyway, so that is what I have read. I'm currently reading, and this is a mess. This is something I always like drives me crazy about my wife. She always has like four or five books going at once, and I'm like, stop doing that. Mm. So right now I'm reading The Nightingale by Kristen uh-huh. Hanna for the book club. I'm listening right. to the audio book on that. Uh, I've also got the Daily Show oral history book for Christmas. And so I'm reading that. I don't know what that is. Oh, I get it. Yeah. The yeah. Daily Show. So that's really good. Um, it's all it's all just quotes from like the staff and, and crew of mm-hmm. that show. So it's kind of it's kind of an exhausting read because it's not really like a clear narrative. So I've been um, kind of putting that down and reading Time to Murder and Create, which is Matthew Scudder book two by Lawrence Block. Very good. I loved the first one, Sins of the Father. Uh, you might know it from Liam Neeson's movie version, Walk Among the Tombstones, ah. based on the Matthew Scudder books. So I'm reading that. And uh, for graphic novel, I'm reading A Christmas Present from my old pal and, and co-host, Eric Mickles. Me? Yeah. Star Trek, the newspaper comics. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Merry it's Christmas, just then. like all of the uh, Star Trek newspaper comics. Yeah. These great little, it's probably like, you know, 10 pages of panels, make up one story, and then it moves on to the next thing. So it's really, it's cool. They're very good. It's a fun read. So Nice. Yep. So that was a lot. And right. that's done with what I'm reading. Nice. So I think what I gained the most, though, is that you think the first Ghost Rider movie is fun and splashy. No, I think it's just over the top. He like Nicholas. I guess I'm thinking mostly. You're of, thinking Spirit of Vengeance. The yes, sequel. definitely. Yes, the nutty sequel. The nutty sequel. But yeah. Nicholas Cage in that movie even is just like, oh, I'm Ghost Rider. Blah. <laughs> He's just insane. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I watched some odd movies over the week. Okay. So I think we should talk about those all a right. little bit. Um, first of all, Nick didn't like Rogue One. That's sort of true. Yeah, that's sort of true. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about Rogue One. Because we had a comment about, like, why haven't you guys talked about Rogue One yet? Who was this? So, uh, the Burf on Twitter. Nice. Wants to know why we're not talking about Rogue One. Well, because we the reco- Burf. Yeah, we hadn't seen it. We recorded, we recorded early. late. We're early. We recorded I early. I guess he wants us to just cancel our Christmas so we can talk about Rogue One. Sure. Just for him. Yeah. But we're not going to do it. Okay. But here we are now. Yeah. So, let, let's, let's dig in. Star Wars Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I think you say Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Uh, not one of the uh, not one of the episodes, just a little in betweeny uh-huh. kind of movie. Yeah, uh, set before A New Hope, leading okay. right directly into A New Hope. Okay, jeez, what is, did you uh, think? Disney paying you to describe this to people? No, like, okay, no. What did you? Let me I hear. liked it. You liked it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. You don't want to talk about? I it? I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. I don't want to spoil anything. I feel like I feel like Rogue One, mm-hmm. maybe more than Episode Seven, is harder to talk about without spoiling. Really? Mm, That's funny. Maybe not. I feel like you know everything that happens, and the characters are sort of inconsequential to a story. In Rogue One? Well, yeah. I mean, mm. after that. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. So okay. So we're not going to talk about well, specifics. I just, yeah. I just don't want to. All right. Well, then talk, talk, in, in, see it. talk in, in generals, then, just about what you like. Uh, I liked it. Here's, you said you don't like, you didn't like the fact that the characters... You didn't get invested in any of the characters. Yeah. I feel like for a story so focused and short, it's probably harder to do as many characters as that was. Though well, I don't think they should have done that many it, characters. It's hard to make that point after Magnificent Seven was pretty good. Right. But here's the thing. I think like Magnificent Seven, they realized they only had so much time to tell certain stories. So they got good actors 
that you end up liking more for the performance hmm. than say the character traits. See, I feel like with with the we know exactly how the story ends. I don't think we needed so much like step by step plot plot plot. Like I would have liked You're a describing little bit more. any prequel. I would have liked a little bit more of like the that that core group like working together. Like I don't understand other than like empire bad. Like I don't really understand why people are doing the things that they're doing. I don't know like why they're risking things for this. I, I don't know their it's names. Your heart's, it's your heart's gone. I don't Jin. know. Okay, tell Cassian. me. Tell me. Okay. All right. You're right. K two. Yeah. Okay. The droid. Yeah. Who was K two? Yes. That was K two. Okay. Uh, Saul. Okay. Who was played by Forrest yes. Whitaker? Yes. You've you've proved your point. <laughs> Do you? So you think it's like up there with Mads Mikkelsen? Uh, That's the actor. Okay. Who played Jin's father? All right. I'm sorry that I said that you don't know the characters. <laughs> um, how do you think it falls with the other? Star Wars movies. You mean ranking wise? Yeah, I mean don't just like no, I'm not saying know. ranking. I'm just, you know. I don't know, man. I think I like Episode Seven, mm-hmm. but I had more fun at Rogue One. Hmm. Interesting. See, I didn't find Rogue, Rogue One fun mm-hmm. at all. I just found like you you say you know how everything was going to end with Rogue One, yeah. but I know how everything was going to get to the end with episode seven hmm. i felt like it's like all right now we're just gonna get out the plan now we're gonna do this hmm. now we're gonna do that hmm. i mean there was there was some secrets and stuff to episode seven and i like episode seven i don't mean to like say i don't like episode seven i just felt like i had a more good time and i feel like you could show somebody who doesn't watch star wars rogue one and they might leave rogue one liking rogue one yeah. and not needing to watch any more star yeah, wars movies um i just i like the actors that were in it i liked the characters. I think the movie definitely smells of rewrites. I think some of the characters. I think the two main ones, Jin and Cassian. Uh, I don't know the actor's name. Felicity Jones and the mm-hmm. guy. I don't know the name of. I feel like they suffered most from rewrites. They yeah. they seem to make certain decisions just out of nowhere. But I feel like everyone else kind of seems solid. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, the blind monk. Yeah, who believed in the force, even though the right. force didn't he believe in him. In the force. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what your problem is with him. He was great. I don't Everybody know. likes him. I don't have a problem. Okay. I'm just, you know, I just wasn't, like, invested. I wasn't into it. I, I can't imagine, like, wanting to watch it again. Oh. I could watch it a few more times. I liked Alan Tudyk. I thought he was funny as the uh, yeah. the droid. You know. Okay. I guess you're right. I guess I wouldn't put it up there. I as, think I, lo- I appreciated it looked different than any of the Star Wars I films. I liked that, too. Uh, yeah. That we were d- at different locations. I liked yeah. the cinematography. I thought yeah. that was better i thought yeah they didn't do the wipes and things like that they didn't yeah do the transition i liked yeah. um some of the action was a little less star warsy and down to earth yeah i liked uh like the last third of the movie mm-hmm. turned into this like crazy action movie yeah. i wasn't expecting yeah, it to that's true uh and vader had a really great moment and a really bad moment yeah. <laughs> where he yeah. makes a joke true and he shouldn't joke true he made like a old dad joke yeah. Yeah. Oh, you brought some of the cold with us, did you? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. No. That's a nice dad joke. Uh, okay. So yeah. I'm one. hungry. Hi, hungry. I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> nice to meet you. Dad jokes. Dad. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So that's it. Uh, what did you think of Passengers? Uh, it was fine, but if somebody hates it, I totally understand because <laughs> that's a pretty unforgivable. Chris Pratt, Jennifer uh, Lawrence, yeah. sci-fi. It's a pretty. It's a pretty unforgivable decision made in that movie yeah and it's not really i don't feel like it got the proper uh balancing out okay so huh all right yeah randomly watched american graffiti 
for the first time? I'd sort of like seen it parts of it, but I don't think I'd ever really like sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. It's like a million famous people in that movie. Yeah. So and Harrison then Ford. we rewatch no Ron Howard, oh, uh, yeah. Richard Dreyfus, a lot of people. Like made Do we still count Richard Dreyfus as famous? He's got I mean, is he a current A-list celebrity? No, no, but for nostalgia's sake, yeah, I would say. I can name three. What? Jaws, Close Encounters, yeah. and some people like What About Bob? Yeah. And I do not. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Was he in Mr. Holland's Opus? Mr. Holland's Opus. That was him? Yeah. I thought that was Kevin Klein. No. Stakeout, another stakeout. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Richard Dreyfus, The Goodbye Girl. Uh-huh. Won the Academy Award for the Goodbye Girl. Oh, good for All him. Right. Well, I like Richard Dreyfuss. Hmm. That was good. Rewatched Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Stop. Skull for the first time in 10 so years. You, you wouldn't rewatch Rogue One, but you'll watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'll rewatch Rogue One in 10 years. Sure. <laughs> I can commit to that. All right. Indiana, I, mean, I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theaters. And, like, I, I don't think that it's the trash that we remember it as. It's not good. Like, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't hold up to, like, the other movies. But there's enough, like, Indiana Jones moments in it that, like, you could watch it and be like, well, that was cool. Well, that was cool. Hold the on, CGI gophers, the, the refrigerator atomic bomb blast, oh, the boy. aliens. I mean, it's just... Yeah, the worst. It's too... Like, any time <laughs> where you can be like, there's George Lucas, Yeah, those are the mistakes mm-hmm. right there. All right. So, anyway. That's a, I'm glad that we rewatched it. Yeah. But, All right. Well, whew. Yeah. I don't even know... When was the last time you saw it? Uh, 2009. Okay. So. Well, I, put, I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it. Somebody had it on DVD, and I was house-sitting, so I watched it, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes, man. Yeah. It's a dark time. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Whew. The first time I saw it was like at the Charcoal Corral, the drive-in outside. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked for a, like an outdoor drive-in movie. Yeah. You know. I don't. Yeah. So you're super excited for the fifth Indiana Jones that's coming no, out. No, it's funny, too, because I was watching the, uh, we watched some of the special features, which are actually really interesting. But Steven Spielberg was like, you know, I was worried that they wouldn't accept Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in his mid-60s. But he was like, he looks great, and I wouldn't be surprised if he had another 10 years left in him. And I'm like, yeah. geez, that was 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So look out. All right. But anyway. Yeah, we got to get to fun, book. Some fun movie watching. We got to get to book news. Let's do it. What do you got? Uh, well, did, what did you like of that's nice, but what else do you got? That was a catchphrase earlier. Mm. Okay, low reaction. It's, I mean, it's specific. It's too long. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, don't mash my potato. I don't get it. Is that like... But you just you just were like giving me grief. Oh, okay. my kid. But now I, I threw out another catchphrase at you. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I hate to don't mash, mash your my... potato on this. But... <laughs> right, though? Definitely. All right, I'm going to put a question mark there. Maybe. Okay. All right. All right, so... Uh, who, do, who do we start with? It's been so long. It's you. been a whole year. It's you. I start. Yeah. All right. So these are the books that basically come out today. Okay. But don't, we shouldn't tell our listeners that. I'm sorry. We're breaking January 3rd. This is when they come out. January yeah. 3rd. Oh, boy. And there are a lot. Okay. So let's just go through some quickly. Yeah, pick the highlights. Okay. Uh, do you, have you heard of this? The X-File Origins Devil, uh, Devil's Advocate? Apparently no. there's a series. This is book two. It's just the origins. The, the first line of this says, how did Dana Scully become a skeptic? No. I don't think she became a skeptic. I think you would s- start a skeptic and then become a believer. Huh. Right? Deep. Yeah, okay. Well, anyways, so read the dark thriller to find out why millions of people became obsessed with the X-Files hmm. 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, could you see 
I, I guess I just don't see like it was a six mini six episode series, right? That's of what of the X Files, the new stuff. Six episodes, yeah. That people liked some of. Yeah, people. As my wife describes it, it's like they took one episode of all the different styles of X-Files that they uh-huh. did. So there was like a monster one. There was like a, a, a mythology one. one. There was a funny one, you know, and like they did one of each of those. So like if you're a big fan and you can see all those and be like, oh, hey, like that, you know, then it works. Someone like me, who's like a very casual fan, will say, mm. I want to like it. Okay. Um, Wait. You want to believe? I want to believe that it's possible for me to like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kept being like, "Well, wh- why don't these things connect? Like, yeah. what's the story?" I don't think it, if you were just gonna like, "Hey, I think I'll check out the X Files." Don't watch. Don't watch okay. that series because it's not gonna work yeah. for you. All right. Well, maybe I think these are young adult books. When a classmate who recently died in a car accident appears before Dana, so are these for teens? It these this are young weird. adult books. X File, young adult books huh. in 2017. All right. That's crazy. It is kind of crazy. All right. Uh, William R. Uh, Forstgen has a book called The Final Day. Okay. This is the Jonathan Matherson series. Are you familiar with this one? I don't think so. The first one is one second after. Mm. The second one is one year after. No. I think you recognize it by the cover. Very, like, plain text. Okay. Anyway, that didn't help at all. Mm-mm. The Mistress, a novel by Daniel Steele. Hey. America's favorite storyteller. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh, Douglas Preston. The Lost City of the Monkey God. And Lincoln Child? Hold on. A true story. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. 500-year-old legend, an ancient curse, a stunning medical mystery, and a pioneering journey into the unknown heart of the world's Uh, densest jungle. Wow. Have you ever traveled into a dense jungle? Uh, No. A light jungle? No. Okay. Sometimes I feel like when you start a story that I'm not that interested in, I feel like I'm going into a dense jungle. Hey, sorry about mashing your potatoes. All right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Red Sphinx, a sequel. To the Three Musketeers. Ever wonder what happened to the Musketeers after their the thing they did? I can say unequivocally that no one has ever wondered. <laughs> well, this was written by Alexander Dumas and Lawrence Ellsworth. Wait, so this is, for the first time in English in over a century, a new translation to the Forgotten sequel. Maybe it's Forgotten. There's a Forgotten sequel? I guess. Remember, when we, were, remember when we had to cut a whole bit from the podcast because we were talking about making a sequel to Journey to the... Or, uh, 20,000 Leagues Out of the Sea, and there were like four sequels to that book. That was the first episode. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. That was episode one. Oh, what a fun throwback. We we cut it right out. Yeah, just took the whole thing out. That'll Uh, be on the blooper reel. When you buy the DVD, this will be a bonus bonus feature. The Return of the Ravenmocker. The Return of the the Mac. Raven. The Return of the Ravenmocker. Oh. An Alifair Tucker mystery. (laughs) Hello, I'm Alifair Tucker. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I'm looking for the return of the Raven. <laughs> okay. It's a mystery of some sort. Uh, Donis Casey. Did, do we know who this is? No. I feel like I've heard you mention uh, Alifair Tucker. Alifair Burke, you're thinking of. That's it. Sorry, Alifair Tucker. Yeah. We have no time for you. Below no, the belt. No skin off my teeth. <laughs> okay. Below the belt. Whoa. A Stone Barrington novel. This is a novel. family. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Stuart Woods. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I got nothing to say. Okay. Where are you in the Stone Barrington books? Mm, I've read some of the later ones sporadically, and then I've read the first, like, several. All right. Do so. you read them as they come out, the new ones? No. Okay. No, I'm not up to date on it. All right. Uh, Different Class by Joanne Harris, the author of Chocolat. Chocolat? Comes a dark, suspenseful tale in the Johnny tradition Depp, call of your agent. Patricia Highsmith about a soci- uh, sociopathic young outcast, an antique prep 
School an antique prep school? Oh, antiquated prep school. Antique it was me, yeah. <laughs> so what would you appraise as that? The world's oldest prep school. <laughs> All right, so you see uh, the school as an antique as opposed to a school about antiquing. Oh, an antiquing school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I would go. I say this was during the Constantine rule. Do they need an adjunct professor? Because I think I could really help. Do you? Yeah. Everything you want me to be. Yeah, go on. No, it's just, it's just, no, it's not a catchphrase. It's oh, Mindy okay. Maget, but why did I say that? Uh, they call her something. No, not this person. The Jackal. No, it's just a story about twists oh, and turns. okay. The Jackal? What are we talking about? Yeah. The book to the Jackal? No, like from the West Wing. They call me the Jackal. Oh. His yeah. father's son. This is a nonfiction. Okay. His father's son, the life of General Ted Roosevelt Jr. Mm. Do you know anything about Theodore Roosevelt Jr.? Uh, I know some about his dad. Okay. Well, he fought, uh, he proved himself on the battlefields of two world wars. And then was swiftly forgotten by American history. Whoa! <laughs> Jeez. Before now, did you know Teddy Roosevelt had a son? No. Yeah. All right. History of wolves. This is this is fiction. A historical fiction no, of wolves. No, it's just History of Wolves by mm-hmm. Emily Friedland. Listen to this. One of the most daring literary debuts of the season, History of Wolves, is a profound and propulsive novel from an urgent new voice in wow. American fiction. One of the most daring books of 2017 so far. Yeah. An urgent new voice. Look out. Get this new voice out now. You gotta, you gotta hear this. I have to tell you this History of Wolves right now. I don't have time. <laughs> wow. Uh, so like a long time ago, there was wolves. Agonizing and gorgeously written, History of Wolves introduces a new writer of enormous range and talent. It sounds like kind of painful. Boy, like all yeah. those words are like... Yeah, calm down. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, this is a stunning debut novel about oh, love oh, and forgiveness. No. But uh, Emily, Emily uh, Ruskovich is not an urgent... Really? Yeah. She's not an urgent writer. Sorry, But she has Anne. a book called Idaho. Oh. Nothing about Idaho is urgent. No. That's all we got about Idaho, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Mrs. Sherlock Holmes, the true oh. story. Oh, this is nonfiction. Okay. The true story of New York City's greatest female detective in the 1917 missing girl case that captivated a nation by Brad Rica. Boring. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what if she was like a contemporary I keep hoping Holmes? that there's going to be a book by a Mr. James Paddington. With Not, Eric Nichols and a, a yeah, group his New of, Year's resolution group of writers is to uh, finish the rough draft yeah. of his outline. Now, for those of you who are new listeners who don't remember, Eric is in the process of writing along with an up and coming writer, uh, James Paddington, uh, writing a Dutch uh, masterpiece thriller. Thriller. Yeah, yeah, with a, a series of uh, sort of a book club that are writing a Dutch yeah. Uh, m- mystery yeah mystery thriller okay romance a little bit of a i want to say historical fantasy but it's more like Uh, historical possibilities well i mean some some unsolicited advice that i could offer Uh would be don't you know don't try too much okay sure you know if you go too much has an identity crisis and i don't i told that to james paddington and you know what he said what he said it's all cool those are the. That's the only thing he knows in English. <laughs> right. Okay. All cool. So did he mean it, or would he say that in any situation? <laughs> no. Like if you said, "Do you want fries with that?" Yeah, he would say, "All cool." Yeah. If, unless his translator was there. What if it was like a, a dangerous situation, like, don't run into the traffic? <laughs> he would just be like, "All cool." And then he would. 
No, he would know not to, but you wouldn't want to take his advice. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, I understand. Okay. Yeah. Good. He right. knows what he's talking. You know, it's just harder. It's hard. Yeah. It's the language barrier. It sounds near impossible so, to do what if you're I knew, doing. If so. I knew... Uh, God bless you for trying. Yeah. If I knew Latin, I could understand his translator. But I don't. Isn't... I thought this was in Dutch. Yeah. Why Latin? His translator's Latin, you dork. That's a dead language. <laughs> well, try telling that to Carlos. Carlos? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what doesn't I, kill us? I don't know, man. <laughs> this is nonfiction, I think. Is this a catchphrase? Well, what doesn't kill us? Darn it. That's yeah. a good one. Thank you. You've come up with a lot. Well, all right. Uh, Scott Carney has a new book. Or his first book. I don't have the time to figure out these brave, urgent writers on their debut novels. But what doesn't kill us? How freezing water, extreme altitude, and environmental conditioning will renew our lost evolutionary strength. Oh, boy. That title is too long. What what part did you fall asleep? Extreme altitude? Start as soon as you started talking about it. I just sense this is going to be horrible. Yeah. Oh, I've been in the water. I can now evolve again. Mm-hmm. I've grown wings. Yeah, this water is so cold. Raymond, <laughs> <laughs> Deborah, the water's freezing. Deborah, I'm evolving. Super relevant. <laughs> Super relevant reference. <laughs> My evolution. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wayfarer uh, by Alexandra Bracken. This is book two in the Passenger series. Not Passengers, Passenger. Okay. All right, J-Lo. Um, this is a young adult's J-Lo. book. J-Lo. The first book mm-hmm. of this series is, I don't. you might have seen it. It's got a ship in a bottle. It's got like a city that's shaped like a ship in a bottle. It's blue. What? It's like a city, a oh. cityscape in a glass bottle. So wait, is it a ship? Or is it just a city in a bottle? It's a city in a bottle. So there's no ship involved at all. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. But it's called Passenger. Thanks for that. You know, the, the listeners can't see you lean back in disgust. They have oh, to. Sorry. <laughs> they, they can hear as my voice got quieter. That's <laughs> true. Sure, he's like, oh, it's too much for him. Uh, and we got two mangas. The ancient Ma- Magus Bride. I say this and my wife gets mad at me all the time. I don't know. Is it Magus or Magus? It sounds Magus. like she's got a real temper on her. Sure it does. Wow. Short yeah. fuse, that one. Yeah. Uh, anyways, volume six. We why have is, why show is mashing your potatoes, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. One Punch Man volume ten is also coming out January third. Okay, and that's what we got. Man, I didn't like any of those. Yes, you did. Stone Barrington. No, I. Because you're not up to that point. Not no. Theodore Roosevelt, his no, son. I don't care about that. That urgent writer. No. Nope. They got a hat. They got they got their book out as soon as they could. Look, I understand that. You're, oh, hold on. You're embarrassed because those were so terrible. Hold on. But we need to. We got on. two other books. Siren oh, Sisters by Dana Lagner and Freaks, a novel by Amanda Hawking. Those were both uh, young adult books. I wanted to bring those up because we're getting them. And those are supposed to be interesting? I didn't get to really describe them. One's about like circus freaks. Okay. One's about... Uh, Sorry, I can live in the mystery. The sirens. That's all right. That's all right. All right. I'm just going to give us a few here of the upcoming uh, uh, books. These are going to be coming out. It looks like mostly 2018? in... March, no, March 2017, yeah, yeah. So here's what we got. We'll give you a couple of of large print. So you large print fans, the guests on South Battery. This is Trad Street number five. Trad with two Ds. That's important, yeah. Karen White. New York Times bestselling author Karen White invites you to explore the brick-walked streets of Charleston, where historic mansions house the memories of years gone by and restless spirits refuse to fade away. What do you think? Oh, <laughs> do you yeah. like that? Spooky. 
Thank that's you. a March read? Uh, so that's, yeah, March, and that's March in large print. Also in large print, uh, Melanie Dobson returns with Beneath a Golden Veil. Returns from what? Just the hiatus. As elegant <laughs> as the Sacramento residence she operates, Isabel Labry keeps her past concealed like the treasure she hides under the Golden Hotel. <gasps> what is that? A Golden Hotel? No, the, I think that's just the name. Oh. You can't hide a golden hotel. <laughs> sure you could. You certainly couldn't lift it. Think how heavy that would be. What if it was in Monopoly There was hotel? a point in India. There's two problems in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. There's a few and problems. that's an understatement because uh-huh. there's many, many more. One, he cuts open a mummy to look inside and totally ruins everything. I'm like, you're an archaeologist, bro. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Second, kind of. he takes gold coins and they're magnetized yeah, by the crystal skull. Yeah, the X-Men... My wife was like, are they going to explain that? Because gold's not magnetic. <laughs> the X-Men screw that <laughs> up all the time. Uh, all right. Magneto's always list- lifting like gold bars in there. It's like, well, how's that possible? Yeah. So, Pff, look out. Yeah. All right, standard print. Oh, boy. Your gal. Your gal's back with a brand new series. Heather new- Graham? New York Confidential, number one, by Heather Graham, the... Uh, Go ahead. Author. Oh, right. Not the actress. Right. Heather Graham, the author. Yeah. author. Perfect- what happens when the actress writes like a tell-all? Oh. Uh, what do we do what then? If, what if it's like a gram on gram? Kelsey, grammar. Uh-huh. <laughs> grammar on, no. Kelsey, Kelsey grammar grammar is writing a book on Heather Graham. writing a book on Heather Graham. With Heather Graham co With Heather Graham co-authoring. Yeah. Sure. That's a lot. Yeah. And they're eating graham crackers. <laughs> Yeah. Perfect Obsession by Heather Graham, the author. Yeah. Perfect Suspense. Well, look at that. Perfect Obsession. Perfect Suspense from New York Times bestselling author Heather Graham. The latest book in her New York Confidential series. Well, how is it number one? They're already, like, they already have that generic yeah. <laughs> title for it, even though it's number one. Yeah. Someone is murdering beautiful young women in the New York area. Stop it. Is this, and displaying is this them in mausoleums and underground tombs. The FBI Ooh. is handling the case with special agent Craig Frazier. <laughs> Okay. If he's not played by Kelsey Grammer, so help me. A perfect obsession. All right. uh, Next, we have from Kay Hooper, Wait for Dark. Hey, Mr. Hooper. Mr. I don't know. Mr. Hooper. Number 17 in her Bishop slash Special Crimes Unit series. An SCU team investigates a string of accidents only to uncover a deadly and deliberate monster. And the. Deadly and deliberate monster. In the latest novel from New York Times bestselling author Kay Hooper. Look hmm. out. Look out, because there is a deadly and deliberate monster. Not an accidental monster, mind you. Uh, Greg Isles, very popular author here. Uh-huh. Let me tell you. His books are always huge. They're always real thick. Right. People love them. Yeah. Greg Isles, uh, Pen Cage Book 6, Mississippi Blood. Ooh. The Did you game, add twang to that? A little. <laughs> The end game is at hand for Penn Cage. His family and the enemies bent on destroying them in this revelatory volume in the epic trilogy set in modern-day Natchez, Mississippi. Greg Isles' epic tale of love and honor, hatred and revenge Ooh, boy. that explores how sins of the past continue to haunt the present. So if this is part of a trilogy, I don't understand. Oh, okay. It's the Natchez Burning Trilogy, book three. So the third in that trilogy. But the sixth book following Penn Cage. So. I want you to remember how you felt as I read that uh, ice water book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I'm, I'm done. There's no more. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to tell right. anymore. Let's talk New York Times bestseller list. I kind of want to just focus on the fact that after making that Kelsey Grammer joke, the character's name was Fraser. I know. It's That's perfect. too it's much. Kismet. I know. It's great. All right. Yep. Um, 
This isn't right. Oh, oh no. I see. Okay, never mind. It's okay. fine. All right, go ahead. Um, the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. At number 16, Rogue what? One. Why are you starting there? A Star Wars story oh, okay. is at number 16. All right. Bleh. It debuted at number 16. I read that book. No, you didn't. This is a, this is the novelization of the movie. Oh, oh, oh. No, I haven't read that book. Yeah. But it has been ordered, so we will have it here nice. if you want to read it. I might actually read the book. Because I, I want think the to. book would probably take the time to like flesh those things out that like, I, want I wanted to know about. You know? Yeah. Uh, number 15, Catalyst. By the Star Wars Catalyst, uh-huh. Rogue, One. Uh-huh. Rogue One. It's just back. It was gone, yeah. and now it's back. I yeah. wonder why. Well, it's a huge hit. The book? No, Rogue the One. Yeah. The movie. It's yeah, true. People love it. All right, let's get, let's get to the top Yeah, 10. let's do it. Number 10. <laughs> oh, a book that we realized I don't know the difference between uh, All the Light We Cannot See. Oh. All the Light We Cannot See is back on the it's top 10 Number 10, 10 133 wow. weeks on the list. Man. We realized Christmas I, right there. That's a Christmas number. We realize I, what I confuse this with what? Uh, the light between oceans. Light between oceans. Okay, and the fastbender one was the light between oceans. Correct. Okay, uh, you're right. Everybody got like, oh, you just have to read it. I don't know who that was. I don't either, but it sounded fun. <laughs> uh, number nine, Turbo Twenty Three. Janet Ivanovich. <gasps> Nick and Janet, best friends forever. No. Hanging out and playing basketball. No way. We're not best friends. Remember, I tried to get her to come here, and she said only audiences of 600 or more. I don't think you're supposed to share that. Why not? I don't know. What if her biggest fans are listening? He's like, I didn't know. I had no idea. That doesn't mean she's snotty. It just means that's her standard. She can't say yes to every invite she gets. That's true. What I, I, did, I had the same thing. Watch. Ask me if I want to come to your birthday party. Do you want to come to my birthday party? Not in this reality, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Right. That is the one. That is your catchphrase of 2017. Nice. I love it. All right. Oh, man. I got one more, though. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. Okay. <laughs> Number eight, Night School. Lee Child. Yes. Uh, would you watch this Jack Reacher movie about him going back to night school? <laughs> <laughs> is he the teacher? Because that could be fun. You think he's the teacher in this situation? He might be. You don't think he's the uh, the student? Yeah. But what what is a teacher if not a master student? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Was that a catchphrase? Because they liked it. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. I think I stole that from Neil Pert, drummer oh, okay. of Rush. Oh. All right. uh, seven. Tom Clancy, True Faith and Allegiance. Wow. By Mark Greeny. Mm-hmm. Is it Greeny? I think so. It's E A N E Y. Yeah, Greeny. Okay. I want to say Griani. I like it. <laughs> sure. Number six, small great things. Jody Picoult. Good job, Jody. Jody yeah. Jodes. I call her Jodes. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Number five. It's a, it's a grapes of wrath. No thing. Man's Land. David Baldacci. Mm-hmm. Number four. Ooh, this moved back up? Or has it been here? I don't know. The Underground Railroad. Colson Whitehead. Whitehead. Yes. That's our February book club book. That, that was a lot so of... So join us. I'm sure a lot of people got that for Christmas as well. The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead? Yeah. Okay. Why do you keep... <laughs> Number three, Cross the Line, James Patterson. Oh, I was about to add lyrics. You cross the line. Okay. Number two, two by two, 12 weeks on the list, which is divisible by six, and you get two. What? That's crazy. Yeah. Number one. Papa's Christmas present. The Whistler by the John Whistler. Grisham. John Grisham. Wow. Merry Christmas, Pop Pop. <laughs> I already got Dad a toolbox last year. What do I get him this year? Wait a minute. 
The Grish is back. Well, Whistler, just in time Christmas. for the holidays. Uh, who are those brothers? I don't know. They sound really fun. <laughs> you know they're brothers. They are brothers, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's so, a joint gift for dad. Yeah. All right. Wow. This episode has run long. Yeah. We're at 47 minutes. Oh, that's all right. All right. We've got six books between us. Yeah, well, we're just... Are, are you ready for the main segment? Oh, you got four books. Let's do it. Well, I couldn't quite decide. We're going to do our first sexy new book club of the, of the year. year. Yeah. Yeah. So sexy new book club. Everybody needs to read one of these because they're sexy and their books and what's more sexy than reading. So what we're doing is featuring some of the books that are on our current new book display. Yeah. Now these might not be books that came out this very week, but they're books that are. How would we have those? I know they would have come out today, the third. I know that's crazy. So we're gonna we're each gonna talk a little bit about yours are all YA. Yeah. You got some YA books. I got some adult books. We're going to go back and forth and uh, just yeah. highlight some things that we think are, are worth a look if you haven't checked them out yet. Okay. So, um, do you want me to start? Fine. Okay. Well, I picked Trevor Noah's Born a Crime, Stories from a South African Childhood. Nice. So, this book sort of came out of nowhere. Trevor Noah is the current host of The Daily Show, Comedy Central's The Daily Show. Uh-huh. Took over from Jon Stewart. He took over from Craig Kilborn. Right. Boy, you learned a lot from that. Uh, <laughs> I sure did. Book. Thank you. So, uh, John Stewart, you say? He was born in South Africa under apartheid, yeah. where he was born a crime, as yeah. the title would tell yeah. you. So this is just stories about like life growing up and everything, yeah. and it's written in a in a cool style. It's it's it's. I mean, you can hear his voice coming through in it. Uh, so I haven't read this. I want to read it. It's on my list. Looks pretty good. So let me just give you. Are you going to read that right after you read your Daily Show no, oral I'm history? Ta- I'm going to take a little time. All right, so. <laughs> Are you going to sing the song? A little time to think it over. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me run here. So chapter one, uh, titled one, Run. Uh, sometimes in big Hollywood movies, they'll have these crazy chase scenes where somebody jumps or gets thrown from a moving car. The person hits the ground and rolls for a bit. Then they come to a stop and pop up and dust themselves off like it was no big deal. Whenever I see that, I think that's rubbish. Getting thrown out of a moving car hurts way worse than that. Yeah. No. I mean, to be fair, most people would think that. Yeah, that it would hurt. Like, when you watch people, like, just trip. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that one was rough. I'm like, oh, man, I'd be on the ground and be like, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Uh, I was nine years old and my mother threw me out of a moving car. Jeez. I know. I I should have made that. I think probably to help him. It happened on a Sunday. I know it was on a Sunday because we were coming home from church, and every Sunday in my childhood meant church. We never missed church. My mother was and still is a deeply religious woman. So... Anyway, it goes on. Okay. And uh, it's just, it's an interesting story. It's an unusual story. Yeah. I know very little about South Africa. And, uh, you know, c- coming from him and his, his style and his, his comedy, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I just think it's a, it's a, this, Kirkus calls it a gritty memoir studded with insight and provocative social criticism with flashes of brilliant storytelling and acute observations. Mm-hmm. So I think it would just be a fascinating read, yeah. and I plan to read it, so I'll let you know. All right. This is in our new nonfiction collection. Mm-hmm. What do you have, buddy? <laughs> They're all over here, though. Okay. What a, I'm going to fall over. What great planning to put them out of reach behind you. <laughs> sure. Hold on. Okay. Whew. All right. What do we got? Hey there. Hey. Back again. Uh-huh. All right. This book is called Blood Red, Snow White by Marcus Sedgwick. This is a thing, right? Turning every... Fairy tales? Yeah. It's not not done yet. We've got more coming, man. Okay. Uh, Marcus Sedgwick 
Uh, he wrote that book series, I, uh, that book I read last year, Ghost of Christmas Heaven. Passes? No, The Ghost of Heaven. Oh. Remember the one with the stairs? It's kind of green. Yes. It had like four stories that kind of connected but didn't. Right. Because of a spiral or something. Yeah. He's the same author. Okay. Uh, when writer Arthur Ransom leaves his home in England and moves to Russia to work as a journalist, it is with little idea of the violent revolution about to erupt. Mm. Unwittingly. He finds himself at its center, trapped by the British to report back on the Bol- oh boy, Bolsheviks. Oh, that wasn't so bad. No. Uh, even as he becomes dangerously romantically entangled with the revolutionary leader, uh, Trotsky's personal secretary. Both sides seek to use author for their own purpose. And as he struggles to find autonomy... No, wait. Autonomy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, in this case, it will also be anatomy, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hmm. Hmm. Now I'm going to leave that in. Okay. That's a strong one. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, both sides grow to suspect him of being a double agent. Arthur. That was a weird way to say Arthur. I'm oh, sorry. I like it. <laughs> Arthur wants only to elope far from conflict with his beloved. But when he attempts to extract himself and Evgina, that's her name, Evgina. Okay. Uh, from the complicated politics and politicians that he fears will lead them both to their deaths, the decision he faces are the most dangerous and difficult of his life. Mm-hmm. Equal parts thriller, love story, and fairy tale, Prince Metal... Uh, it's Prince, Metal yeah. Arc? Metal Arc from the... Uh... Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Prince medal winning author Marcus Sedgwick, Blood oh. Red, Snow White, is gripping romantic adventure novel based on a true story of a beloved children's author, Ransom's experience with love and betrayal in war-torn Russia. Wow. Mm-hmm. Got heavy towards yeah. the end there. Uh, I'll just read the... Go, go on. Yeah. Tell us. Don't Once upon else. a time. That's That's clever. Okay. Beyond the sunrise, halfway to the moon, and so very far away, it would make your feet weep to think about it, lies a land vast in size and deep in sadness. From where we sit on the far edge of history, we can see across time itself, and yet this land is so big we struggle to see it all at once. Nevertheless, here it is. Here's a river as wide as a sea, and into it flows a stream as wide as a river. In summer, salmon leap through the cool, fresh water. In winter, the ice is as thick as the houses is tall. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look out. Here's the thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's pretentious writing. Yeah, a little bit. But it works for me. You like it. Because it's pretentious, but it's still readable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not like, oh, what is he saying? I'm like, yep. oh, I get it. Yeah. It's very thick ice. Yeah. I mean, you could also just say, like, it was thick enough you could walk on it. Yeah. Just gonna, that's just why I'm not a published out. author of Blood Red Snow no, White. You didn't read You have it. to say the cover is pretty, pretty eye catching. Yeah, it's good. It's a good cover. So I thought this was more about Snow White. It's I guess, it's not, I guess it doesn't. Snow I guess it's not about the fairy tale at all. It'll benefit from that because sure will. people will think that's what it yeah. is, and What's, that's like the uh, hot thing right now. Shadow Queen, that's I think a Snow White one. It's mm. the one where it's like the apple is covered in like a black goo. What? And then there was Queen of Hearts, which is about the. Queen there's another Hearts, book coming out though that's about another evil queen. It okay. seems like here's the thing. It seems like the fairy tale genre, the retelling of it yeah. is turning into retelling, but from the. Uh, antagonist huh. point of view, which I maybe is a late response to Maleficent. And Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh boy. <laughs> or the Huntsman. The Huntsman. Winter's War. Winter's War. You know what? Say what you will. The movie checks out, but then nobody has to pay seven dollars to go sit in a theater. You want to watch it? No. You and me. No. We saw the first one together. We saw it with your sister-in-law as well. Yeah. We're not all getting together. Maybe we will. Okay. Maybe we will. You, me, your yeah. wife, and your sister-in-law yeah. are going to all get together. 
yeah. sit down and watch a rented copy of The Huntsman, Winter's yes. War. Yeah. All right. I'm okay. down. I'm down. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next book, also a current New York Times bestseller, uh, by author Maria Semple, who maybe you'll recognize that name from her book, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? I don't know who Bernadette is. Came out last year. Who's Bernadette uh, very, Peters? Very, very, Bernadette Peters? Yeah. Star of Broadway? Star of Stage? I don't know who this is. Everybody's, it was a big joke in Deadpool. I Bernadette never, I Peters? didn't get it. Bernadette yeah. Peters is huge. She, she was recently in like revivals of Gypsy and Annie Get Your Gun and all sorts of things. I wish the audience could see my dead eye steer. <laughs> Sorry. I said steer. I heard you. But I meant stare. I heard you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Maria Semple's current book, Today Will Be Different. I like the cover. It's a lady. Oh, yeah, I know that. Covering one. her face, and it says, Today Will Be Different a million times. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's gotten great reviews. Have you read anything it, by that author? Praise. No, I haven't. I want to. Uh, anyway, so Today Will Be Different, a brilliant and hilarious novel about a day in the life of a woman forced to abandon her small ambitions and awake to a strange new future. From the nationally best-selling author of Where'd You Go, Bernadette? <laughs> Is it about Bernadette Peters, that book? It's about Bernadette Peters, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was in movies too. She was in The Jerk with Steve Martin, or It Runs in the Family with uh, Michael Keaton. Douglas. Douglas. Which Michael? Are you Michael Douglas. About? Okay. Yeah. Michael Keaton's real name, Michael Douglas. True story. Yeah. That's a true story. And Michael J. Fox? I don't remember. Ooh, what? I don't Is know. He connected to I don't know his real name. Is no, he Michael not. Keaton? He's not. <laughs> okay, so to start, today will be different. Because the other way wasn't working. The waking up just to get the day over with until it was time for bed. The grinding it out was a disgrace, an affront to the honor and long shot of being alive at all. The ghost walking, the short-tempered distraction, the hurried fog. All of this I'm just assuming because I have no idea how I come across. My consciousness is that underground, like a toad in winter. The leaving the world is a worse place just by being in it. The blindness to the destruction in my wake. The Mr. Magoo. If I'm forced to be honest, here's an account of how I felt the world last week. Worse, worse, better, worse, same, worse, same. Not an inventory to make one swell with pride. I don't necessarily need to make the world a better place, mind you. Today, I will live by the Hippocratic Oath. First, do no harm. How hard can it be? Pretty hard. What do you think? Sometimes you just want to smack somebody. You do. Yeah. That's Are not a catchphrase. Are you going to read it? No. Did you like it? It was fine. It's a little manic, which I'm, I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I... You didn't, like, draw me in. It's like coffee of off a typewriter. Yeah, it was just... Catchphrase? I'm, it could be. I don't get it. <laughs> because it was typed. Okay. It's manic. All right. All right. You that is do... a good... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. Have you just done one? You want to do another one? I got another one. Okay. Cool. Go for I it. Have, I brought three. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, Kenneth Opel is a, an internationally best-selling author. This one's called Every Hidden Thing. Hmm. I see a dinosaur. Well, we got this in October, so it's not that new. That's I'm sorry, right. listeners. No, it's I right. have failed you. We're featuring our new books. It doesn't have to be. You don't new. see a dinosaur, but you do see its fossils. Remember that hilarious mm. joke I made while we were watching Jurassic World about fossil fuel? About how I remember about how the Indominus would be very upset that Chris said. Pratt was pouring gas on himself, and he's like, "Is that fossil fuel?" Yeah. And then you made fun of Darth Vader for his dad joke. Well, it's it wasn't my joke. It was the Indominus Rex joke. Oh, okay. She has a wicked sense of humor, though. <laughs> You, you give her a cocktail right. or two, sure. she'll have you just crying yeah. and you're laughing so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Or she'll eat you. Well, our producer's saying, move along. <laughs> Somewhere in the Badlands, buried in millennia of rock and sand, lie the bones of a masses, massive dinosaur, a Rex. Ooh. Discovering it would be the greatest fossil find of the 19th century. Samuel Bolt needs to be the one to do it. I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Cartland wants the exact same thing. For herself. No, Rachel, no. The Bolts. 
the Cartlands, rival families of fossil hunters. Oh, gosh. If I had grown up in a fossil family that had a rival fossil family. Okay. Alike in their hatred of one another and their dream of finding the wrecks, Mm -hmm. as both set off into a treacherous landscape searching for the glory of the first American dinosaurs, their paths cross. Amid danger and mystery, the competition between their fathers intensifies, but Rachel and Samuel also find themselves pushed closer together. Oh, Dinosaurs do that, no. man. They bring you together. Look out. What if they joined forces? I could they know. find a new life together among the ruins of Maybe a lost they world? Could. Or will old enmities keep them from both the wrecks and each other? Who knows? Oh, boy. It is hard to say. This could be a Lovasaurus wreck. It could. I got to tell you, this does not sound good to me. What I just told you. That No, I didn't like it at all. Okay. They're rival fossil hunters. Right there. I'm lost. I don't and want, they might fall in love. I don't want any of those things to happen. You don't want them to fall in love, or you don't I want don't them to want find some that... weird paleontologist, Romeo and Juliet teenagers? No, I don't want that. Well, you're... Uh, let's, uh, I, what? I wouldn't <laughs> say my father was a violent man, but he wasn't afraid to talk with his fist. Ooh. And I was glad of it. Well, I mean... Because if he hadn't belted Professor Cartland that night in the Academy of Natural Science, I wouldn't have the chance to see Rachel's eyes up close. Oh, what? I'm just kidding. This just in. Uh, her father's a violent man. When I first saw her in the lobby, I didn't even know her name. She was just an ordinary-looking girl. Yeah. Doubtily dressed with all that flair of cabbage moth, her nose and jaw was too big to make her face delicate. Fair hair, quite fine. Mm-hmm. Reddish tinged, parted severely in the middle, and pulled back from her face. Sure. Well, she's a fossil hunter, so she sounds I like a guess so, yeah. She does. Nothing? No. You're a horrid man. No. What? You're a horrid man. <laughs> That's too much. Okay. Well, you know what? I think this book sounds good. Okay. I think it's worth a read. But hey, you don't have to take my word for it. That's LeVar Burton's. You can't. That is LeVar Who? Burton's. Who? LeVar Burton. Is... He's the one Is this related that. to Bernadette Peters? No. LeVar Burton of Says, Reading Rainbow and Roots... He Star says you don't have to take my word for it yes, in Roots. he does. No, not in, well, maybe. I don't know. He Star does, Trek. He doesn't say it. Is this. he all like, there's a coolant leak, Captain? No. But you don't have to take my word That's for my it. That's my Jordy LaForge impersonation. <laughs> I don't appreciate you taking it for the purpose of this podcast. All right, well, uh, I guess you're the funny one. I'm going to do one more. I'll let our listeners decide that. <laughs> yeah? Well, this is going to shock you, but I'm choosing Beatles 66. Have you read this? No. The Revolutionary Year. I mean, it's got a fun cover. They're jumping, doing that classic jump shot. Well, that's a basketball thing. But they're jumping while somebody <laughs> takes a picture. Is that a thing the Beatles were known for? Yeah, jumping while people took pictures. Get down yeah. from there, Beatles! Yeah. All right, so this is, I mean, there's, there's so many books written on the Beatles. Name one. Uh, the Beatles Biography by Bob Spitz. <laughs> okay. It's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's kind of hard, I think, to be like, oh, look, we've got some new information on the Beatles. So I like what this book is doing. It's just focusing on 1966, which was a revolutionary year, as it's called. It's, this is like the, this is the transition. This is the real transition from, like, fun, she loves you, yeah, 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 mop top, live performing Beatles to, like, post-revolver, shaggy, like, psychedelic, sitar-loving only in the studio, layer on layer, Beatles. Who we, what did, what did you mean by shaggy? What? You said shaggy. Yeah, the Beatles get all shaggy. Oh, their appearance. Yeah, I thought you long. meant like shaggy from Scooby-Doo was somehow like involved. Yeah. <laughs> you say you want a revolution? 
<laughs> so anyway, their yeah. last like live concert was in '66. Uh, it was the year Revolver came out, and that's that's kind of a transitional album because then it goes more towards the stuff that they could never perform live. Their stuff became so like studio heavy that they couldn't. Like, it just wouldn't sound the same at all. Is this where you want to talk about your new headphones and how it's revolutionized your listening of stereo? No, we don't have to get into that. It's just funny to me because lots of people have used headphones before. These are special. Okay. No, I know. They were really nice. High-tech stereo headphones. So are you plugging these into your record player? Yeah, it has an adapter. Huh. But also, just like I have, I have a few of the stereo albums on my phone, uh-huh. and so like I've listened to them that way too. And especially Abbey Road, I mean, you can hear so many things that like I've heard those songs a million times. But like with the headphones, where you can hear every little thing, it's like a whole different experience. So nice. Yes, it has been fun. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Beatles Revolutionary Year really <laughs> just focuses on that transition and this one like chunk of Beatles history. So it, so it was it's not retreading that came out like that and Pete Best didn't work, so they had to get Ringo. Like we know. Okay. This is just like really detailed how about s- that year. How soon after Revolver was Sgt. Pepper? Well, that's next. Yeah, pretty soon. So is it like 68, 67? Oh, no. I mean, they put out they put things out so quickly. Oh. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, but it was Revolver, then Sgt. Pepper? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, a compelling, richly detailed look at the transformative year and the lives and careers of the legendary musicians whose groundbreaking legacy would forever change music and popular culture. This is written, by the way, by Steve Turner, who wrote Complete Beatles Songs. So this is not the one I read, Hard Day's Right. This is a different one. It's a hard same basic day's idea. Right. So let And me... I've been typing like a dog. You've been typing like a dog? It's a Hard Day's Right. Oh, Hard Day's Right. Okay. Yeah, I get it. It's a long <laughs> prologue. Okay. Uh, so chapter one, December 1965. A black Austin princess limousine with tinted windows pulled out of William Mews in Belgravia on the morning of Thursday, December 2nd, and turned right into the Knightsbridge, driving past Harrods towards Hyde Park Corner. Not a strong start. In the front was 37-year-old chauffeur <laughs> Elf Bicknell, bespectacled and wearing a formal gray suit and tie. On the other side of the glass partition behind him were five young men sitting in two rows. Ringo Starr, George Harrison, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and their personal assistant slash road manager, George Neil Martin? Nell oh. Appenzell, who they'd known since their early days in Liverpool when they were local beat group and he was training to be an accountant. So that is not a great start. I'm still interested in this book. Right. But I probably, if I was in a bookstore and I picked that up, I would be like, that's like dry toast, baby. Yeah. That's that's your catchphrase of 20. Yeah. That's like dry toast, baby. Yeah. 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 Hey, anyway, both are... Uh... Probably still check it out, but... Okay. I was... That discouraged me. Right. I'll be honest with you. Okay. All right. Both are catchphrases and with baby. Yeah. Mine's uh, not in this reality, yeah. baby, and yours is yeah. that's like dry toast, baby. Yep. Yeah. Just something about that. In- okay. Uh, last book I got. Yeah. Scythe. What do you think of the cover? Ooh, you know what? I actually really like that cover. I noticed that on the shelf. I like how the person's face, it's that thing where it's just like the sickle, Son of a gun. You're right. You know, that it makes it. Yeah. So like, it's like that it, thing. Is it two lamps or yeah. is it a person? Yeah. Or is it two people or a lamp? That's it's it. It's two people or a candlestick, but. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it could be a lamp. Yeah. So yes, I really, I like it. And I also yeah. like, it's got this vaguely like Russian thing do, going yeah. on. It's, it's retro. Yeah. The font. I'm, I'm Yeah. Yeah. And the colors. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm Red impressed. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed by this book. All right. This is Scythe. It's by Neil Schusterman. Neil Schusterman wrote anything else? I don't know. Oh, uh, the Skinjacker Trilogy, Unwind Distology, Downsiders, and Challenge Deep. Challenger yeah. Deep. That one sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. It was new. All right. A world with no hunger, no disease, no war, no misery. This sounds perfect. Why would yeah. it be? Yeah, what, what it sounds it? great. Humanity has conquered all those things and has even conquered death. 
Now wow. scythes are the only ones who can end life, and they are commanded to do so in order to keep the size of the population under control. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it's a dystopian. Okay, yeah, it's a dystopian. Uh, Citra. What? This book. It's dystopian. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe uh, they'll have two characters who discover a dinosaur together. just turn our back on all this and just go open a pepper mill? Just the two of us <laughs> up and working a, a running pepper mill? Well, how, what are the hours like? Well, we set our own hours, but it's going to be grueling. <laughs> a lot of pepper. What? <laughs> it's just a suggestion. Is, is this something because this book yeah, depressed you? It's, yeah, it's just, you know. You're if, thinking about war and disease. this is coming anyway, we need to have practical skills, you know. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, because people aren't going to want to season their food. Ridiculous. Who can afford it? I guess we can set our own prices. It's currency. It's currency in this new scythe world order. Anyway, read your book. Uh, Citra and Rowan are chosen to apprentice to a scythe, a role that neither wants. These teens must master well, they the... They be grateful for having a job. Yeah, some people have to work in a grueling hours in the pepper mill like yes, us. that's right. These teens must master the art, art's in quotation here, huh. of taking life. Yeah, so that implies that. that it's not really art. Or they're, yeah, or they're quoting another oh. summary of yeah. the book. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> it's the one where they're quoting something. <laughs> Knowing the consequences of failure could mean losing their own. Mm-hmm. Scythe is the debut novel of a thrilling new series by National Book Award winning author Neil Schusterman, in which Citra and Rowan learn the perfect world comes only with a heavy price. That's how it, yeah. Hmm. Chapter one The Scythe arrived late on a cold November afternoon. Citra was at the dining room table, Citra. slaving over a particularly difficult algebra problem, oh, shuffling Citra. variables, unable to solve for X or Y when this news and far more. The bad variable entered her life's equation. I what if her name word. was Fresca? Like the uh... you want me to read it as Fresca? Yeah. Guests were frequent at the Terra Nova's apartment. Terra Nova, yeah, is uh, Citra's last name, like the show, the Fox show, Terra really? Nova. Uh, so when the doorbell rang, there was no sense of foreboding, no dimming of the sun, no foreshadowing of the arrival of death at the door. Perhaps okay. the universe should have. Did not uh, deign to provide such warnings, but scythes were no more supernatural than tax collectors in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. They showed up, did their unpleasant business, and were gone. Hmm. Uh-oh. There's a line here that says, may I enter Mrs. Terranova. Uh-oh. So I think Mrs. Terranova is dead. Mrs. Terranova. Citra for Ces- Francesca Terranova. Fresca. Fresca. I like thought the, it was Francesca. Like the beverage. Okay. Well, what do, how do you feel about the scythe? I, I didn't. So you didn't like any of these books? Blood Red Snow White? No, I, no, I don't think I did like it. I don't think you're a young adult reader, man. Maybe. I think you're an adult reader. All yours were nonfiction. I, I, I brought some color you did? to this uh, snooze fest. Huh. That's not my catchphrase. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, all right. Well, are you going to read any of those books? Yes, I'm going to read every hidden thing because I'm you, into oh, the romance. The no, not the sure. fossils, the romance. Yeah. I would like to read, I, I don't know. I'm sort of going off Beatles 66. Yeah. But the Trevor Noah book and uh, Miriam Semple, I do want to read both of those. I might so. also read Blood Red Snow White days. because... It's a great name. It's a great title. So let's, let's recap the titles and authors. Okay. Go ahead. So oh. Nick's choices were... Beatles 66 by Steve Turner. Uh, Today Will Be Different by Maria Semple. And Born a Crime, Stories from a South African Childhood yep. by Trevor Noah. And we got Blood Red Snow White by Marcus Sedgwick. Every Hidden Thing by Kenneth Opal, and Scythe by Neil Schusterman. These are all 
at your local library. Specifically, if you live near the mm-hmm. David A. Hale Public Library, we've got them. Mm-hmm. And we've got more. If you like some of this, imagine what you could find. Uh, no, okay. not, but you don't have to take my word for it. No, LeVar Burton. All right, let's talk library news. I'll tell you what we've got. Oh, boy, I'm I'm not even... Yeah, go ahead. We've got... uh, Well, you've got your movie on January 6th. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children and Gifted Students with Mutant Powers. That's the Mm X-Men. And then right right around Monday, January 9th, we're showing Pete's Dragon, new Disney movie. Pete's Dragon's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah. Uh, the book clubs are currently. We're just winding down on a Highland Christmas. That was our the book we read over Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that's January fourth. Did it have 4th anything to do with Scottish? That. Anything? I mean, it was in Scotland. So. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're starting after that. We're starting. I've got you under my skin by Mary Higgins Clark. The this spun off the Under Suspicion series, Cinderella Murders, uh, Sleeping Beauty Killer, all that. Stuff. Okay. Um, and the other book club currently reading The Nightingale by Christian Hanna. So you're welcome nice. to join us for either of those. Yeah. Nightingale has quite a few signups, so that'll be yeah. a bigger book club. What do you got after Nightingale? After Nightingale is uh, Underground Railroad, Colson Whitehead. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you're killing it with uh, last year's hits. Yeah. This one. Yeah. So you got women, you got uh, The Woman in Cabin 10 coming up. Yeah. That wasn't on the best sellers list anymore. Did you no. see that? No, but it stayed for quite a while yeah. for a, a debut author yeah. mystery. Yeah. When are you going to do. All the light we could not see. It's not on the list, actually. It's super long. Yeah. Some of the ones that are like over six hundred pages, they just don't work as well for the book club. That's true. So that I try to, I try to keep them a little shorter than that. But okay. Anyway, we're we've got anime club starting back up January fourth. Exciting. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a loot crate, the which I raffle off yeah. when we get it once a month, and it's an anime one, and the theme is space it's galaxies i mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. and cowboy bebop was in there and i'm yeah. pretty jealous of the bebop item yeah i know you were but i gotta give it to the kids we should mention too we've got a new edition here at the david a Howe public library me yeah i've been here no not you i've been here no think about who i mean because it's your birthday no happy birthday no hold on do you really not know me. Our new children's librarian. Right. Started today. Kate Miller. Kate Our Miller. Our new children's librarian. We're happy to have her. She's coming from the Genesee yeah. Area Library. Uh, she's worked in the STLS system before. Mm-hmm. A lot of great experience working with kids, running some great kids programs. So we're excited to, to have her get started. January 3rd, today was her first day. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to working together, yeah. having a good time here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. So welcome, I Kate. enjoyed her open disdain for you. No, that was you. That was me? Yeah, she didn't like you at all. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And you have an open disdain for me. So it's probably, that's probably why you're confused because right. of all the different things. Well, it's because I'm your manager. And this is like frustration. You're my, I you're feel my like agent. It's a little different than a manager. So please mm, don't get too big for your britches. Well, I hate to tell you, but your well, agent okay. set me up as your manager. Oh, my God. Yeah. What happened to my old manager? He, he got bought out, really. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, we bought your contract. Well, if my agent did this, it, he must have been. Yeah, he must have had his reasons. He, he thought it made sense. He thought if he was going to exploit the situation the best yeah. he could. So yeah. I feel like I'm Tom Cruise to your Cooper Gooden Jr. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you star in Pearl Harbor and then uh, Snow Dogs. Yeah. So okay. Are you cool with being in Snow Dogs? Yeah. You're going to have to be in Daddy's Daycare too. Yep. You're cool with being in Daddy's Daycare too. Yeah. Daddy Day Camp. Okay, great. All right. I'll, I'll get the paperwork okay. drawn up. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. I will do it. Okay. Well, I think what that's else we it got? for us. Is that it? I think that's it for us today. All right. Yeah. 
2017. You excited? Yeah, I am. What, what, next week running. we're talking uh, page to screen coming yes. in uh, 2017. So, so listeners, if you have any uh, movies that are based off of books that are coming out next year that you're excited about, let us know. Yeah. So we're going to cover we'll Beauty and the Beast. Will that count? Disney's Beauty and the Beast. We'll mention it. It's based off the animated movie, but that's based off of a book. Yeah. So yeah, maybe if it's on a list, I find sure. Or yeah, unless we so forget we'll it. it. All right. Well, uh, that's it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.